Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Bourbonnet, Hello. Illinois. And thank you for joining you can us find for this, this week's another sermon podcast by going to St. Paul's, Paul's Lutheran, Lutheran Church and School and Bourbonnet, clicking the sermons Illinois. button at the top of the page. This is a sermon for Sunday, thank you for listening, November 3rd, and God's blessing. 2019, All Saints Day. The sermon is entitled, A Glimpse Through the Window, and is based on Revelation chapter 7, verses 14 through 17. It was preached by Pastor Carl Copen. Grace and mercy and peace be yours this day in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The text for the message comes from John's Revelation, chapter 7. Let us pray. O Almighty God, the Apostle John gives us a vision, a glimpse of life around your throne. Comfort us, encourage us with the promises of heaven and eternity that are given us through Jesus. And as we gather, may the words of my mouth, may the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our Maker and our Redeemer. Amen. In his book, Morning into Dancing, the author, Walt Wangren Jr., writes this, We have a faith that does not shrink from death. The fundamental concern of our faith is both to reveal with fearsome accuracy the nature of death and to, draw the, and, to, and to draw the sting from it by the victory of the resurrected Christ. Of all people, we are most able to confess the grand proportions of death so terrible as to defeat us all, but defeated, rather, in Jesus. In our first reading today, we heard this. These are they who come out of the great tribulation. They washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore, they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on his throne will spread his tent over them. Never again will they hunger. Never again will they thirst. The sun will not beat upon them nor any scorching heat. For the Lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd and he will lead them to springs of living water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. You know, I think I've mentioned it a few times before, but All Saints Day is an interesting day for me as a pastor, because seeing as most of you all sit in your regular spot in church, and you don't move around, <laughs> there's an emptiness when one dies. And as I look around church as I did last night and as I do today, there are familiar faces they are missing. At church, there is Art who sat up close to the pulpit side along with Albert and Phyllis. There is Dorothy who sat in the very back row a lot of times. And then Oscar who was on the uh, other side of the church and, and opposite of him uh, was James, the doctor. Out here, There was Jane. She would sit close to the front here along the center aisle. There was Alan who would sit over on that side. And then there would be John who would be present with his cowboy hat and assisting as lay minister. Then there are the ones we spoke, whose names we spoke today. Helen, Doris, Donald and Sharon, John and Karen and Carla and Jane and David and Albert, Roger, and Donald, and Robert, Eileen, and Jerry. 
And I'm sure that as uh, that I'm sure that you were also speaking some names in your mind as we went through those. Some of them had not been in worship for some time because of failing health, and now they and their brothers and sisters in the faith have completed their course, uh, their journey in this life, and have now gone home to be with their Lord and Savior. In this reading from John's Revelation, we have this grand vision of, of heaven, and the question is asked, who all these people are who gathered around God's throne? We're told these are they who've come out of the great tribulation. They've washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple, and he who sits on the throne will spread his tent over them. Never again will they hunger, never again will they thirst. The sun will not beat upon them, nor any scorching heat, for the Lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd, and he will lead them to springs of living water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Maybe you can recall a time when you were standing outside a, a store, a shop window, you know, uh, and admired what was on display. I mean, it could be anything, right? It could be a clothing or jewelry, maybe it was a car, uh, or some kind of appliance or tool, and as you stared through that window, you looked at what you would like to have, and then you've got this sudden realization that it's more than you can afford. Maybe you've looked uh, through the window passing by, a, you know, like a travel agent's office or something, and you, you see the advertisements for those great vacations, and, you, and it's exactly what you need because of whether you name it, a family, a, a work, or health issues, but you've got that shortage of that needed uh, substance called money, <laughs> and so you've got to put that idea right out of your head. As we read this part of the reading from the book of Revelation, it is as if we are at a, at a window, pressing our noses up against that window uh, pane, dreaming longingly of what is on the other side. As people of faith, we know that this vision before us is not unattainable or impossible. Instead, uh, the writer of Revelation, John, is giving you and me the opportunity to actually look through that window of inspired Scripture and see the glory and the beauty of what heaven and eternity is like. As you look through that window that God has provided and see what is happening there in heaven and eternity, what is it that impresses you the most? Is it the enormous crowd that impresses you? After this, and I looked there before me, was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, tribe, people, and language standing before the throne and in front of the Lamb. I mean, now that's a pretty impressive scene. As we look through that window, we exclaim with excitement, maybe, uh, hey, hey, there, there, there's Don and, and there's John. Uh, there's Jane and Eileen. Uh, uh, there's my mom, my dad, my brother and sister. We can see them. We're separated from them by that window. We'd like to run up to them, to hug them, to hold them once again, but not right now. We're on one side of the window they are on the other. These, all these people from every race, every tribe, every nation are gathered there around God's throne. There are none of the old divisions uh, that we experience here in this life. At that moment before the throne of, 
of the Lamb. There are no racism or uh, whatever kind of other ism you can think of these days. There are, there are no cliques, no uh, special interest groups. They're all friends. Brothers and sisters in Jesus. An enormous crowd. And they are all totally when you look through that window that the book of Revelation gives you, it is, is it the, the setting uh, of this magnificent scene that impresses you? I mean, as, as far as you can see, uh, people are dressed in white robes. Uh, they're interspersed with that white. There are splashes of green. John tells us they're wearing white robes and holding palm branches in their hands. The lamb, Jesus Christ, died to make them clean and holy. Isaiah says, though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are as red as crimson, they shall be like wool. And so uh, John reminds us that every single person in that crowd is there because Jesus Christ is indeed the totally successful Savior of all people, regardless of race or nation or language. He promised that those who live and believe in him will be saved and never die. That scene before the throne of God is proof that Jesus kept his promise. The blood of the Lamb, sacrificed for all people, has cleansed this vast and great crowd. This is a happy crowd. This is a victorious crowd, a crowd that's waving those palm branches of victory. They've come through all those things, through trials and troubles and persecutions and death. And now they stand victorious before the throne of the Lamb. As you look through this window, is it the activity of this heavenly scene that impresses you? Because those people before the throne, they aren't rushing around, are they? They aren't concerned about the future. They are not anxious about what might happen. Uh, they, they, they aren't sad to have left this earthly life because now they're in the presence of Jesus. And there, there are no expressions of agony or pain on their faces. They are content. They're joyful. They're happily engaged in worship. They call out, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. All the angels standing around the throne, around the elders and the four living creatures, they fell down on their faces before the throne and worshiped God saying, Amen. Praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Pretty inspiring scene. But it is even more so when we hear that these people have not really drifted through the years with some kind of spiritual ease, right? Untouched by pain or sorrow or death. Not at all. They've gone through it all. They've gone through the tension, the affliction, the stress, the trouble, the testing uh, that comes with because they are followers of the Lamb. In conflict, they didn't buckle. They didn't compromise their faith. In the heat of the troubles, they withstood the attempts of Satan to undermine their trust in God. Now, well, we need to remember that these folks were not perfect in their faith and trust. Again and again, sometimes the conflict grew too much for them. The enemy too strong, their affliction too overpowering. Many times they, they buckled under the weight of their sickness, their sadness, their anxiety, but it was only Jesus, the Savior, the Shepherd that that they become victorious. They've been made clean through the blood of the Lamb. He has strengthened them and supported them and brought them through their trials 
to this magnificent place we call heaven and eternity, that new heaven, that new earth that God will recreate. Now they no longer live in fear or want. No hunger or thirst, no want or poverty, no hurt or sorrow will ever bother them again because God is there. He is their good shepherd and will guard them and protect them from all danger. John shares that vision with us. He who sits on the throne will spread his tent over them. Never again will they hunger. Never again will they thirst. The sun will not beat upon them nor any scorching heat. For the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd and he will lead them to springs of living water and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. You know, it's interesting when you read this passage from Revelation, you realize that of all the songs in the book of Revelation, not one is a solo. (laughs) Twenty-four elders sing and cast their crowns before his feet. The united voices of countless angels, every living creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and all that is in them are joined together in one song. Those who are victorious have a song to sing. In every case, multitudes of people or angels are uniting with the same song in absolute unity. And as we stand looking through that window into heaven's throne room, We are glad that we see those folks, right? Sharon and Carla, Jane and David, as well as those who arrived years ago, Irene and George, Harold, Alice, or Bill, or Bernie, or Art, or Oscar, all free from the troubles. All free from the troubles and pain of this life, and now enjoying the presence of that awesome crowd, and especially living in the presence of Jesus, their Savior. I mean, this is a great vision, isn't it? And it's not a psychological escape, an imaginary lift for troubled minds, not at all. This is God given insight into a glorious new reality for you and for me, a reality that has been planned, it's been prepared, it's been reserved, it's been guaranteed. For all of us, by a merciful Father, a risen victorious Savior, and the all-accomplishing Holy Spirit. What a wonderful, glorious revelation of tomorrow for all those who put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. What a comfort for us who have been saddened by the loss in our own families, or the loss of of the members of St. Paul's family. And yet we can rejoice that they've gone home to be with their Savior and and those who have gone ahead of them. Because Jesus Christ has destroyed the power of death with his own death and resurrection, we too can be assured that even though there may be times of, we may despair at times because of our lack of faith or trust in God, Jesus has given us the white robes of his righteousness. We may be made clean by the blood of the Lamb, and because of that, St. Paul reminds us there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. I mean, it's true we may be tempted to think that heaven is sort of a, a distant reality, but as believers in Jesus Christ, that reality, it's already ours. It's, certain, it's a certainty for you and me. 
We are rooted in Christ. We're rooted in his promises, especially these promises. And when we celebrate Holy Communion, uh, we say, therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. And at that moment, we join our voices. We join our voices with a multitude gathered around the throne of the Lamb who are singing, Amen. Praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Sure, we will have our struggles to contend with, things to do. Sure, uh, we're, we're going to be tempted and our weaknesses will sometimes get the better of us. Sure, we are going to still fear the icy fingers of death touch us every now and then. But in those moments, we're comforted. Comforted because we have a good shepherd who seeks out the lost and brings them lovingly into his fold. Uh, In the various dramas of everyday life, the shepherd watches over you and he watches over me. He comforts us, he strengthens us with his constant presence. Or as John tells us, for the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of living water and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. That's heaven. That's eternity. That's uh, being totally with God, living in the shade of his love, enjoying freedom from the guilt of our failures and sins, joining together with our brothers and sisters in Christ in worship and praise of the Lamb who sits on the throne. All our hopes at that point fulfilled. Joyful that the journey has reached that point. That's heaven. That's eternity with Jesus. So today we get a glimpse through that window. We see the celebration that is occurring around the throne of God. It's not a distant dream, a current reality. As we gather in worship, as we sing God's praises, as we gather at his table, as we go with his blessing, it fills us with joy and longing as we look forward to that day for ourselves. It fills us with that song sung around those, those around the throne. Amen. Praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. May that be our song now and into eternity. Amen. Please stand. And now may the peace of God that transcends all understanding guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Bourbonnet, Illinois. You can find this and other podcasts by going to stpaulslutheran.net and clicking the sermons button at the top of the page. Thank you for listening and God's blessings. Thank you.